0: And their customers are different and they have different behavior patterns and they respond to different messaging. And so why would we, you know, why would we try to take a one size fits all approach to their marketing?
1: Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome
2: to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today, my guest is Danny Decker. Danny, how are you doing?
0: I'm doing great, Matt. I uh, am thrilled to be here. I'm a fan of what you do. And thanks for having me.
2: Well, thanks for being on the show. And I'm looking forward to talking about your book. Danny, you're a serial entrepreneur, marketing strategist and consultant and keynote speaker. And you sold after scaling a seven figure marketing agency in just six years. Which is that's good work because our I mean, our agency's been around for 10 passionate about teaching small business owners how to build marketing systems that produce predictable and sustainable growth, which we all know is important. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about your book, The Automatic Marketing Machine?
0: Yeah, thanks, Matt. So we wrote the book with kind of one primary objective which is to teach small business owners why most of their marketing isn't working and how to think about it differently and make it work. And there's a lot to unpack in that statement obviously that's why we wrote a whole book around it. But the the bigger purpose of the book is to help small business owners kind of catch the vision for how marketing even should support their business in the first place. And we call it the automatic marketing machine because my co-author and I believe that marketing ultimately should function as a machine powering the growth of your small business, right? Your marketing and the marketing for any small business exists to generate a steady flow of qualified leads that they can convert into customers. And when you have marketing machinery in place that's consistently generating leads for you, whether you're thinking about it or not, whether you're in the office or not, whether you're on vacation, whether you're asleep, when you have an automatic marketing machine that's working for you, it changes your entire business trajectory and it changes your life. And so that's why we wrote the book.
2: Right. I mean, like you said, there is a lot to unpack there. But one thing I think you said right at the very beginning there is that business owners are doing things that aren't working. And do you want to give us a couple of examples of stuff that they're doing that just doesn't work that you kind of see often?
0: Yeah, I I do. And that's a fun conversation. The The first thing I'm going to say is to even answer that question, we actually have to start by agreeing on what's the definition of working. Like, what does it even mean for your marketing to work? And that is where I think business owners actually go off the rails right up front and they don't even understand what it means for their marketing to work. And so if you ask somebody, is your marketing working? They're going to say, yeah. And then you say, OK, well, what what does that mean? And they're like, well, you know, we get lots of impressions. You know, we've got a really great logo. Our signage is really great. We have lots of people seeing our stuff. Like they throw these things out that aren't actually even all that meaningful. You know, we have a great following on social media. I have 10,000 followers on Twitter, right? And so like all of these, what I would call vanity metrics that make them think or that they choose to believe show that their marketing is working and it's actually not. And so where I would start is let's define what working even means. And the way we define it in the book is your marketing is working to the extent that it is delivering you a steady flow of qualified leads, whether that is people showing up for a consultation, people walking in the front door of your, of your restaurant, Whatever type of business you own, the purpose of your marketing is to bring people to your front door. And so that's how you measure success. If I spend $100 on marketing, how many people am I bringing to my front door? If I spend $1,000, how many people am I bringing to my front door? And are they qualified? Are they the type of customers or clients that I actually want to be working with?
2: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, we always talk about, you know, I get into businesses and we always get into this attribution conversation, right? Like if I'm going to put a thousand dollars into Google ads, I want to see this much return from those Google ads. And it's not as cut and dry as that anymore. Right. There's there's not a hundred percent attribution in most channels. But I always tell people, I'm like, is the phone ringing? Are the clients you're getting quality? Right. Are people coming in the door who spend money in a profitable way? Right. Like, are you getting not just clients, but good clients? And that, that should always be the metric, right? I think at the end of the day is, are you getting the people that you should be getting? Are you getting your, you know, quote, perfect client coming in the door?
0: And the, and the attribution conversation is, is a good one and is, and is interesting. And I'm, I completely like agree that, you know, different marketing campaigns play a different role, right? Like an SEO campaign, there's, there, there's a purpose And a way to measure success of an SEO campaign that's different than, you know, let's say a direct mail campaign or a radio commercial. Right. And so totally on the same page that, you know, attribution looks different across different types of channels and isn't even necessarily a hundred percent. You know, you can't necessarily point to just one channel as the reason I got this client. But when you step back and evaluate your marketing as a whole. You know, you need you need to be sure that through the combined efforts, through the marketing machine that you're building, you know, for whatever amount of money you're investing into it, you should know how many leads you're getting out of it. Right. And I'm not again, not saying it has to be attributable to a specific campaign necessarily, but as a whole, business owners need to understand that, like, that's the purpose of your marketing. So circling back to your to your original you know, question of marketing that, that works versus doesn't like that. I just want to be clear that, in in my opinion anyways, and, and the vantage point of our of our book is that ultimately that's the point of your marketing. That's why you have marketing. That's why you spend money on marketing. You've got lots of different campaigns, different tactics, but ultimately they all work together to bring you new customers.
2: Right. And you know what's interesting is a lot of people make very, I don't know what you would call it, statements that are very direct about certain types of marketing with no you know, thought about different, you know, marketplaces and different types of business and stuff, you know, so someone will be like, well, SEO is dead, right? And you just can't use it anymore, right? And then I've got, you know, a client using SEO to bring in 2 million visitors a month on an affiliate marketing site that's crushing it, right? But somebody else will be like, radio is dead because nobody listens to radio in their car because they're listening to my podcast. But... You know, you have another person who's, you know, has a has a business in a Hispanic market using Hispanic radio commercials in Spanish and they're just crushing it. Right. So there's just all these different things out there where everybody's telling everybody that every I mean, you could look up every platform and just type in is dead at the end and you'll see a 100 articles about it. Right. It's so true. So so how do you determine, you know, there's that old adage, right? You know. I'm spending, like, I know my my marketing works, I'm spending all this money, but I'm wasting half of it. I just don't know which half, right? Is there a way to kind of audit your kind of marketing activities to try and figure out where you're wasting that half of your money?
0: Yeah. Well, and for sure, there's like a, there's like a technical way to approach that, Matt, you know, things like using CallRail tracking numbers on, on, on different campaigns so that you can sort out whether your you know, your Google paid campaign is, is driving leads versus your Facebook campaign or, or, or whatever. And I'm sure we could have a conversation about that. I think the more interesting part of the, of the question that, that you brought up and, and I think is worth a little bit of conversation is just this idea that, like you said, you know, there are people out there saying SEO is dead and radio is dead. And 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 this is one of the things that that we get into in the book is that the core problem there is that business owners aren't thinking about their marketing in the right way. And so they, they have a conversation with, you know, a friend or an employee or a family member who tells them that SEO is killing it for me or, man, I just did this radio ad and it's killing it. And then, and then they just think that, okay, because it worked for my buddy or because it didn't work for my buddy, it therefore is going to work or not work for me. And they've avoided like the, what, what to us, Matt, as marketers is so obvious, which is that, listen, you have different customers, (laughs) your customers, your market is different. And, and so building a marketing plan starts with, understanding your customers, like who are your prospects, who are the people that you want to attract into your business, and then what's the best way to reach them? And, you know, SEO is great for some markets and not for others. And radio is great for some and not for others. And it's funny that we have to say this, but I can tell you from in the past couple of years of, you know, having hundreds of conversations like this, this stuff's not obvious to your average business owner. And they they don't really stop to think about the fact that their market, their audience is different than somebody else's. And listen, before, like, you know, we give them too much grief about it it's because they're not marketers, right? They are busy running their business. They're busy being lawyers or running their restaurant or being financial planners and like marketing is not what they think about every day. But that's why in the book, you know, we start we start with the basics and start with getting really really clear on who you are attracting and then you kind of build from there because my business looks a lot different than your business, Matt, and I bet that most people you know, listening to this, their business looks different than either of our businesses and their customers are different and they have different behavior patterns and they respond to different messaging. And so why would we, you know, why would we try to take a one size fits all approach to their marketing?
2: Absolutely. You know, and before we started recording, we were chatting a bit about the agency work and stuff. And uh, something that you had mentioned there, which I think is a good idea for us to chat a little bit about also, is that, you know, there's a lot of, agencies who do work for businesses that the businesses should really be either shouldering more of that burden or the agencies need to have more knowledge about who the customers are in the business. And I see this a lot, right? Like, I mean, clients come to me all the time. They're like, will you do our social media? And I'm like, no, because you need to be able to do your social media because, well, I mean, for one, it's supposed to be social, but number two, Is that, you know, unless I can immerse myself in your business and learn to talk the language of your customers and your, you know, and your staff and and all those things, I'm not going to be able to do an effective job at it. Right. A big part of my business is we have companies who sell things to real estate agents. And if I don't speak realtor, it's going to be a really hard sell at the end of the day. Right. So how do you think that companies can, you know, sort of get over that hurdle of, I can't have somebody write on my behalf or do social media on my behalf because they don't understand my audience, but I also need somebody who can do the marketing work for me.
0: Yeah, no, really good conversation, really important conversation. And the bottom line is that a certain amount of the direction and strategic work has to come from the business, from the business owner. And if they engage a marketing agency to help them, to help them get the message out there, that's fantastic. But there are a few questions that really the business owner needs to answer or the business owner needs to engage someone to help them answer. And really, I'll I'll start here because I think I think this is the best way of, of having the conversation in the book. You know, we talk about kind of there's really just three questions that you have to answer when it comes to planning a marketing campaign or even your overall marketing strategy. And we didn't we didn't invent this, but. We present it in in what I think is a is a is a pretty simple way, right? And so it's three variables. It's first who's your market. And and that and that means clearly defining in vivid detail exactly who the customers that you want to attract into your business are, and also who you don't want to attract into your business, right? Because half of the job of marketing is attracting the right customers. But I would argue that just as important is keeping the wrong ones out. Right. We don't want to fill your pipeline with bad leads that either aren't going to convert or if they do convert, they're going to become terrible clients and you're going to hate your life and you're not going to want to run a business anymore because you hate working with your customers. Like that's not a good outcome. Yeah, I think
2: people forget that part is I want to exclude the people we don't want just as much as I want to attract the people we want.
0: Exactly. And so, so that is conversation number one that a business owner really needs to have. And if there's a, if, if the agency wants to, you know, help them have that conversation cool, if they want to engage somebody like, like my company to help them with that conversation cool, but that's the first conversation is who do we want to attract and who do we not want to attract? And I have a stupid, simple way of determining that and that, that, that simple way is block off an hour, sit down and look back at all the customers you've worked with over the last five years and circle your 10 favorite customers and, and have, and then think about, okay, these are my 10 favorite customers. These are the people, if I could clone them and just, and just duplicate them and attract them back into my business over and over and over again, I'd be super happy. Okay, great. Who are those 10 people? what makes them unique, you know, do a demographic assessment, do a psychographic assessment. And that gives you a reasonably clear picture of the types of people you should be targeting with your marketing and then do the opposite. And this is a, it can be a fun and kind of cathartic exercise. Look back at your client list over the last five years and circle the 10 people that you never want to work with again. You wouldn't touch them with a 10 foot pole, right? These are the nightmare customers and clients. And then, and then do the same thing, right? Right. What are their demographics? What are their psychographics? What 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 made what made them such bad customers? And listen, you spend an hour doing that, you're going to walk away with a pretty a pretty clear picture of who are the right types of customers for you and who are the wrong types of customers for you. And if you do that, you're already ahead of ninety eight percent of the small business owners that I talk to who have never never put thought into that.
2: Right. And that's I mean that's a little more in depth than just making something like a customer avatar, right?
0: Exactly. So listen, it it ultimately ends up helping produce a customer avatar, but it's a a better way to go about doing it. And then the second part, which we detail this in the book, and I I didn't want to spend all, all day talking about this specifically, but a super, super valuable exercise is to actually then call, schedule a call with those 10 favorite customers and actually interview them and really get into their psychology and what made them look for you in the first place. And what do they appreciate you uh, about you and your business? And if you actually have that conversation with your 10 favorite customers, you're going to learn so much. And it's going to, it's going to help you create a a clear picture, not only of who your ideal customers are, but of the messaging that you can use to attract them. Um, So it's just a really valuable exercise.
2: Yeah, I think uh, something super interesting that I started doing quite a long time ago, like pre-COVID time, and and I would like to get back to again soon, is that I I would essentially I would select one of my customers a couple times a month and I would just call them or email them or whatever and be like, hey, do you want to go out for lunch sometime and just go and meet them and talk to them and just have a conversation mostly about their business But also, you know, you can ask them those questions like, uh, you know, when you work with us, we did X, Y, Z. You know, how do you think that helped you over the long run? Like, is it still working for you? You know, that kind of stuff. And uh, just keeping that communication open is vital. And you learn so much. Yeah. It's just amazing. You know, that's an old, uh, uh, that's an old, old, old school marketing thing. I think I read that in a marketing book from the 60s. It was something like... uh, he was like, never have lunch alone or something. I think is one of the more modern books about the same topic.
0: Yeah. Well, and Matt, it's it's funny how like, you know, in this world of technology and social media, and we we're talking, you know, prior to hopping on the recording about, you know, NFTs and and crypto, and there's all these new technologies coming at us fast and furious. But listen, the fundamental marketing principles like haven't changed. And so like books from the 1960s, books from the 1660s, like the principles haven't changed. And so like that's one of the messages in in our book, The Automatic Marketing Machine, is that you've got to stay focused on the strategy and the tried and true principles. And then there there are lots of great technologies and media channels, you know, social media, TikTok, all sorts of, of really cool tools and channels that you can use to communicate your message But you can't get so distracted by the latest bright, shiny object that you lose sight of 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 the overall objective. Right. And and so I just think that's a really important part of this conversation.
2: Yeah, I think it's important that the tool is not the solution to whatever marketing problem you have. The tool is just a tool to help you solve whatever the problem is, because a lot of times you get people, especially I mean, and we're talking about the automatic marketing machine, right? automation oftentimes can be used in a way that business owners think is a good idea, but in the end
0: it's a terrible idea Or they're automating the wrong parts. Yeah, exactly. And, and just to, you know, to comment on that, you know, we called the book, the automatic marketing machine, but we're not just talking about automation. It's really more like that's the function we want to teach business owners, that's the function that marketing should play in relation to the rest of their business. So I'm not trying to, to, you know, come on here and just say, Hey, there's a simple automation. There's just a simple digital thing. And that's all you need to, to solve all your marketing needs. No, it's it. We definitely are on the same page that, Building a robust marketing system to create a a a constant flow of qualified leads that requires some work. That requires working with some great vendors. That requires doing some important strategic work. That requires a lot of you know KPI. It requires a lot of, of different things. And I don't want to present it as simple. But what I want people to understand is that your your mindset should be around your marketing. Listen, I am going to build a machine that's going to generate leads for me consistently, and it's going to happen without me doing the manual labor. Right. And and because so many business owners are stuck in that, you know, they have to go to the networking meetings, the BNI, the chamber of commerce, you know, it's all, it's all, the weight is all on their shoulders and you just can't scale a business that way. And so that's the mindset that we're trying to teach is that your marketing should mostly happen without your time and effort and focus so that you can focus on scaling your business.
2: Yeah. And you know what? I'm I'm actually a big fan of the in-person, you know, I guess, quote in-person since a lot of it's on Zoom now, that kind of business to business marketing, because I think there's other value there also. But I think that, you know, when you're talking about, you know, your book being the 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 automatic marketing machine, that machine, I guess, is technically a process, right? And that that is a process that is cost effective. It's repeatable. It's time effective, right? And it's scalable.
0: Exactly. And I've got no problem with the in-person networking being part of that. In fact, I built my first agency on, on that. Like that's how we started, but it's not sustainable for a business owner to, you know, still spend 10, 15 hours a week doing the in-person networking thing, you know, as they're scaling their business. And so maybe, maybe it's, It's training their sales team and their business development team to get out and do the in person networking. Like there's totally value in it. I just don't want it all to land on the shoulders of the business owner because that just, that's ultimately, eventually, that's not the highest and best use of their time anymore. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah. I think, I think auditing your time is a big thing. I actually just recently released a book called How We've Always Done It. And in there, I talk about auditing your time and your processes. Sounds like it would actually, uh, both our books would be kind of a good companion, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Audit your time and figure out what you should do and then and then get Danny Decker's book, The Automatic Marketing Machine, so you can figure out what you should be doing with your time. Because I totally don't talk about that in my book at all. So, Danny, if, if somebody wants to reach out to you to learn more or to get your book, get some help, whatever it is, how do they get a hold of you?
0: Yeah, so... Um, The book is all over, you know, Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Walmart. So you can hop on Amazon and just search for Automatic Marketing Machine. And then our website is automaticmarketingmachine.com. And in addition to getting the book, we've got probably 20 or 25 totally free resources that we created on the website, spreadsheets to help you track your KPIs, video lessons to help you figure out your messaging. There's just a whole robust totally free library of resources on the website. And you can contact us directly through that website. So again, it's automaticmarketingmachine.com, And I'm on LinkedIn, you can search for Danny Decker, you'll find me there. But yeah, the best place is just through the website.
2: Perfect. And we'll have that in the show notes as well. The book is the automatic marketing machine. And Danny, thank you so much for sharing your knowledge with us on the show today.
0: Matt, it was a pleasure to be here. I enjoyed the conversation. Thanks for having me.
1: This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business.